Talking about some video games, and we we're like, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta put that on the pre-pod. That's pre-pod content. And where we left off, I think, was we were talking about like morality levels in games, and I think someone threw Infamous, mm-hmm. and then we were also talking about like Cyberpunk, and I was, which made me think like, honestly, since we were playing games on like 360 PS3 era, like, like, I think maybe the first first um morality meter or gauge that i could think of was uh um what's it called uh bioshock one was kind of the big like like based on how you play you get different endings based on morality and it's super like black and white goodness probably like 2000 because that would have been before it was right i mean it's pretty old i don't think it's that old 10 was by 2007 yeah seven was one Wow, got it. Um, but yeah, I, and so like they've come a long way, and it used to be literally like good guy, bad guy, and now it's like way more gray. And, and even looking at like Fallout Four, there's like factions, so you have like a morality with different factions. And dude, I was just so bummed out. I saw I saw a Reddit thing, uh, post that was talking about they literally two guys on a couch like talking about what Cyberpunk was gonna be like and the dude was promising that you like the police like we're gonna be different in every district right and so like in pacifica the police weren't actually even in pacifica and like the voodoo boys were the like law enforcement and you would have different like reputation meters with each faction like all this stuff they were promising and i was like that is so sad because that sounds good that sounds like Mm -hmm. a really cool morality reputation meter and it's 2021 and we don't have that yet. So anyways, what, what do you guys think about morality meters and games and how they've changed? I, th- what I think I- what it really kind of like ends up doing is it just gives I on like a very like basic level. It gives you uh, a, a way to play the game multiple times mm-hmm. without them mm-hmm. having to like it, it's I mean, it's like the exact same game every time. But like that addition of like different things will happen if I am nicer to people, if I'm meaner to people, I think is like kind of like a that's a cool idea. You can just go back and play it again. And just this time, I'm just going to like you know, zap a few guys on the street or whatever. Uh, and like mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the game's different. And and I think that's neat. And I think it also the I guess like the cool thing is is if you are someone who very much enjoys playing the good character, like like if you want if you want to be the hero, uh, it gives you a a instead of just like instead of you just like being the hero like as a given like when you have that choice and you do it anyway, it's so much more rewarding. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah, I think I think stacking on that, you know, there's uh, there's a difference between like a role playing game morality meter and then like a uh, well maybe it's still technically a role playing game, but when you have a like proper noun person that you're playing versus Skyrim versus Fallout. You know, like yeah. you get to yeah. design your character. You know, you get into Fallout 3, New Vegas, those original games where you're just a nobody. You're like the courier, you know, um, mm-hmm. versus I'm V. And versus like uh, the best example I think I can have of this is like Red Dead Redemption. Um, and what what how the story changes based on how you play it. Not, not necessarily even the way they've designed it to change with multiple endings or multiple endings to different missions, but the perception of John Marston 
changes based on how you play. So at the end of the game, it's like a 10 year old game, you know, so I'm not going to specifically say what happens, but uh, something happens to John Marston. And, uh, you know, it's like there's this idea of like he was such a good man or he was an outlaw, you know, like so you you as a viewer and as the player change your perception of of the the character, you know, kind of like what you were saying, Silas, you know, like, am I a good guy or a bad guy? But it's really is Corvo in Dishonored a good guy or a bad guy? Like, is he looking for justice or is he like vengeful, you know? So it's like that's a very cool like double, like I think it's two different types of games, you know, like you're you're painting the reality for this person in this story if they have like that proper noun, you know, in front of their name. Oh, yeah, so, so, yeah. Go ahead, Jess. Uh, well, I was just going to say, because um, relevant to what Zach was saying, but I think it's interesting that, uh, like you said, there are games like Skyrim, like RPGs where you make your own character and you can kind of like RP your own story. Yeah. And you, you know, the, the mod in Skyrim where you can start out like in a different uh, starting, you know, than the tutorial. One of the best um, mods of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a really amazing mod because like I literally was like, I want to be like a scavenger and like all that, you know, stuff. And I kind of make it up in my head. But I find myself, and I think the trend is going back towards games where you are V, you are John Marston, yeah. you are. Um, Corvo, like you, Kratos, mm-hmm. Kratos, like yeah. you are. It, I think it's important for us. I think I think we as like players of the game, of game industry have found that people do want to be a character, mm-hmm. not just a mm-hmm. empty slate. Insert my name, and that's who I am. And you're the cur- courier or whatever. You know, I think people really want to attach themselves to a character that they do get to kind of mold and like change like gender and skin color and like all of that stuff. But they want a character to be like, it's it, like a shared experience. And exactly. It becomes yeah, more I, of a story. Has a voice. Has a voice. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. I think I, I completely agree with you, Chance. I think there is something weightier to having a character that a lot of people play. Right. And you can also do a lot of, a lot more story things that are, are what people are looking for in like role-playing games as well if you have a set character. Because I think about Skyrim, and Skyrim feels like an empty tub. You can fill with whatever you want, splash around, but like you can't have that in- intricacy without like having a set script, a set person. And like you can have really interesting like sub-stories, right? If you choose a faction and go through the faction story, you can watch some amazing moments with some already made characters, but you never really feel that as the dragonborn, right? Like, yeah, there's that one moment where you get betrayed by that one lady and you're really upset. But like, other than that, like, is there anything really like intense that happens to the dragonborn? No, like, honestly, not really. Everything that is great story wise with Skyrim, few and far between happens externally. Um, but I also like since we were talking about morality meters, I, I think I have a case kind of against morality meters um Mm -hmm. and i i've played some incredible games with them and i don't think they're bad at all but i don't necessarily think like some games benefit from having them a ton just because of the of the diversity in people who are playing the game and what morality means to them you know so like you can have one person who doesn't want to kill anybody who only wants to do like what is written as the right thing. And there's a meter that tells you what's the right thing and what's the wrong thing. 
and then you get an outcome based on that. So like while the person who loves to be the, the hero and doesn't want to kill anybody wants to be Batman, right? They get to have that experience because it's what they wanted. Yeah. But the person who sees justice as something different, they are also stuck with a specific ending. You know, like maybe it's somebody who only kills 30% of people, people they, they really think are evil. And to them, they shouldn't be punished for killing them or, or giving justice and what they see is justice. So, you know, like they kind of lose out there because they might still want that heroic ending, mm-hmm. but they have to play a different character. They have to fit a different yeah. mo- like mode of morality to reach that. So like you kind of push the distance between the character and the person there. Whereas like in they Cyberpunk, don't. one of the things I think it does well um, is you have key story moments where you make choices. Um, and those choices are what influences the game. Not necessarily like how many random people you kill or there's these bandits that you decide to kill or not. Or, you know, the random one-off NPC somewhere that like doesn't really matter a ton. So I don't know. So I, I think that like if if all games had morality meters, I wouldn't like them as much. But I think sure. the fact that there's a few that mm-hmm. do makes them stand out more. Yeah, I think like there's with the a, multiple endings thing and the morality meter, like sometimes you you when you when you beat it, it do, it it almost never feels like you really beat it because you because you're like, well, what were the other endings? Did I get yeah. a good ending? Like you know, and, you're, <laughs> and like and, and so and so well, the 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 replayability and being able to play it and it has like a different outcome can be like a good thing, but also if you're like look i just sunk 70 hours into that and i like and like i want it to be done and then yeah. and you cut and that's then, my so you're, story you're done yeah. but you don't get that that like satisfaction of wrapping the story yeah. up some, sometimes the I, the cool thing with sorry no, uh, i, I want to say it just because it goes exactly what you're saying the cool thing with cyberpunk and i think where it shines the most is you know obviously the story but the the finale is really cool because if you do everyone's side stuff you are presented with like there's like the big one like the gig or whatever and there's so many different ways you can tackle it with different factions and npcs and what's cool is like before you make that moment like it's like a you know do not return or 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 whatever it is um you're gonna walk through the yeah and when you beat the game and you reload it's exactly there and obviously other games have done that but whenever but for, for some reason with cyberpunk it felt like uh like you know scott pilgrim where he like does the ending and he like dies, you know? And then he like one ups and like comes back and like relives it. Like that's how it feels. It feels like, okay, I got this ending and it's like, I'm gonna go back in. And it's like almost like it rewinds the tape and you get to do it. Like it doesn't feel like I have to go and redo a whole game. Right. Or, you know, yeah, it felt cool. really cool. Like like the game knew mm-hmm. you would want to do all of the endings. It, it was very it was very unique how they did it. Yeah. But I think that's the best way to do it. If not necessarily a heroic ending or or a villain ending, but there's just a bunch of different endings. Yeah. And there's not a morality tied to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that leads into what I was gonna say. Uh Sweet. I love games. Um I gotta give a huge kudos shout out to Dote Nod. Uh, the company that publishes, I think, the Life is Strange series. Um, cool. And yes. they, they just came out with a new game. I haven't played it yet, um, like within the last year. Uh, but Life is Strange 1 and 2, and 2 specifically, I think 2 has like 20 endings or something. And it wow. all is, it's one of those games that's tailored to how you play as you play through the whole. It's episodic, you know, those kinds of games. Um, but uh, they are not 
it's not i think you you know we've been talking about meters like what is right like in, in a lot of games especially like we talk about red dead redemption there's like outlaw and there's like town hero you know like and that's the meter and you're just like somewhere falling on this meter um but don't nod does an incredible job of putting you and most games do those like you know um like walking dead and uh, those those kinds of games uh do a good job of um there's no right answer it's just an answer um and for for a huge example in life is strange 2 i am such a heavy rule follower like i want to be that hero character when i play um and i did everything right in the games uh kind of setting you up as somebody who is uh lawful i did lawful things i un i followed the the law in the game and i uh you end up you know going through the justice system on something that you actually didn't commit and it kind of like the ending that i took i spent like 30 years in jail for something i didn't do because that was like lawful and so i'm left after playing this like very you know quote lawful campaign feeling like completely empty inside because like but i didn't do it you know and it's like there's there's so many other options on like how the game could have gone um, and i i just I like I said I just applaud them and I applaud developers that can like there's no right answer in morality and those kinds types of games is incredibly convoluted and gray um, mm -hmm. and you 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 aren't stuck with something like Ronnie was saying where it's like shoot equals bad don't shoot people you know don't kill people but it's like you know th that it's so much at times it can be so much messier than that mm -hmm. um, yeah. So if you haven't done that, that's my plug. And uh, I'm done talking because I've talked twice now. And uh, go play those games because they're they're freaking crazy. Oh, sorry. Last thing. Uh, <laughs> the in in uh, Life is Strange 2, you play as a Hispanic black American boy. And never have I ever. We talked about, you know, the idea of playing somebody, the proper noun hero. Um, and there are several moments in the game, you know, you can kind of figure that bring up racism um, and you're confronted with things on the street. And as a white dude, uh, I have never felt more punched in the stomach than listening. I'm getting like frosty eyed talking about this and I don't know why, but just listening and experiencing something like that. Whew. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and uh, just like having to like bear witness you know and I, I don't get that like i don't jeez oh, chance you're gonna have to cut this out <laughs> sorry because I, I cried when i played it sorry because uh, it's just messy and yeah. developers now have an opportunity to show that like never before and i just think that's fascinating you know that we can kind of like get into the shoes of um uh marginalized people you know it's crazy yeah. it's insane about to make and you spend some steam money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gig. Chance, I already bought you your birthday game. Stop. I know. I know. <laughs> and Zach, Zach freaking got me a, what was it, Dead Space? I got to play Dead Space. Another I, really I got, charged game. Yeah, I, I got Zach Deep Rock, and we got to play that. Like, There's literally so many freaking Steam games, but I will play them all. Um, 
Speaking of feeling like empty, you mentioned like like a bad ending in that game, and, and we can go right back to it. But I, I was a little punched in the gut, or like an, an empty feeling in one of the cyberpunk endings. I'm not gonna reveal everything, but there was a point, and it, it's one that you're not not a lot of people got because I was just kind of pushing the limits of what I could get. But there's a point where you're just like very like alone, and you know there's the mechanic where you can call people, right? Yeah, and like. You're you're like kind of alone and there's nothing really to do and so you can like pull out your phone and like call all the NPCs that you've like made friends with and done all their quests and stuff and literally like all of them like some people don't pick up some people are like hey man I'm really busy right now like can I call you back later and you're just like like I'm I'm at the end of my rope dude like I'm about to die and it's like yeah and your options are like yeah that's fine like I'll catch you later and it's just like oh my god like that's so rough all these people that I like emotionally attached to are just like not there for you in the end it was very sad but anyways that, that was like the saddest one but well, Zach, anyways, Jackson you've, oh, you've been a little quiet go ahead Jackson uh, one thing I was thinking about was like the the morality system ones feel good because like your decisions have an impact like on the on the game right instead of just mm -hmm. feeling like you have like options but they all just kind of don't make a difference but i was wondering if you could like develop a game or maybe there is one but that really emphasizes like your beginning and your start place like your start and your end being the exact same but the playthrough, depending on your decisions, gets drastically, drastically different. Like you don't oh. play the same game as somebody else. Like in the decisions start feeling immediate. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. yeah. by decision two, you're playing a set, like a, a totally different game than somebody else. But wow. you arrive at the same ending. That would be a really yeah. cool game. That was a very cool, cool game. game. Yeah. And like, I, especially if you know mm -hmm. the ending from the beginning and then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's one that just like, you know, breaks your mind and you're like, it was the beginning all along. <laughs> That's yeah. all Bioshock games for me. My, yeah, yeah. Mindfuck games do that to me. I, yeah. I love mm -hmm. that. That and movies so that do that well too. Oh, I love the mindfuck genre. Mindfuck. <laughs> blockbuster, <laughs> the big genre. Um, yeah, I, I maybe I'm remembering the game wrong, but like, didn't Infamous kind of do something like that? Where like, obviously it was different endings, but like, based on the choices you made and where your morality meter was, didn't like the like the the ambience and environment of the game change? Or was that Shadow the Hedgehog that I'm thinking? Dishonored of? does that. Like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Shadow Dishonored. The Hedgehog. Oh my god. Damn. Oh my god. I, I gotta look up that that game's stupid. Well, Jason <laughs> and I, I remember one time it was either at his house or my house. We're playing Shadow the Hedgehog, and Every time he dies, he's like, damn. damn. And we're just like, oh, shit, he cursed. <laughs> <laughs> you can play as a Sonic character with a, a submachine gun. You know it's a just good experience. Just a, a Glock running around with a Glock. <laughs> what a great game. What a, what a terrifying okay. sight that would be. <laughs> okay, there are, in that game, in this stupid uh, GameCube game, 300 different <laughs> ways to play the game. You can kill Eggman. <laughs> there are three Wild. I mean there there are ten endings, but there are like three hundred different pathways. That is insane. It's so stupid. <laughs> so much effort put into it, just a complete flop of a game. Oh my You guys God. watch this video really quick. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine if <laughs> imagine if um if uh Cyberpunk, like everything was amazing, but the game just like 
sucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Perfectly done. Um, I want to know which one of those pathways in, in Shadow the Hedgehog was the least taken. Like, like I want to, I want to like, like show the devs like you spent so much time on this, and two people did it. Like, you know, it's like because out of, out of three hundred, yeah. I'm sure half of those are are like like it, it's at discovered. least half of those are the road less traveled by. That's what Walking Dead. That's what, that's what the Walking Dead uh, yeah, games yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. They like tell you what percentage of people made the choices you made, which, which I love. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite yeah. parts of the game. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Um, also, I, I wanted to say this Sorry. at a certain point. I don't know how far away I'm there, but I watched a really good video. There's, um, uh, you know, one of the YouTuber essayist guys that I watch and he's got also like, he, he did like a, he does video games sometimes, but mostly it's movies and, uh, um, oh, Nicky Jakey. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, uh, oh, it's, it's lessons from a screenplay is the name of it. And, um, but he met with someone who worked on that game um shoot it's like a it's like a fallout fallout kind of game oh, uh outer worlds or outer outer worlds wow that was yeah. pretty that was pretty good though. well that um, everybody was comparing it to like space fallout you know yeah mm. and uh he, he got with someone who worked on there and it actually showed them the kind of the program they use for dialogue and how they like write out the dialogue of the whole game and like the spider web like it's like a flow chart, you know, like if they do this, then this, then this, then this or whatever. And, um, they were kind of pointing out that, uh, they kind of use an NPC, for example, who, um, has like some kind of like emotional stuff going on and they like, like, uh, oh, that's, they're, they're like asexual. So they don't, they're not, you know, looking for any kind of sexual relationship, but they, uh, want to be friends with this person. And, um, they have to like stand up to their like superior at one point or whatever, but it's shown the flow chart and like, it's the same ending, like the same kind of end of the arc of like her choosing to kind of like stand up to her subordinates and like become like, or, or, or like gain the courage to like, uh, ask this person to be friends and something like that. Um, but they were talking about how there's so many, it's like at the flow chart, it's like this and like, it like, goes up and then it kind of comes back down and they were saying that like a lot of the times with morality and games we we think of like how many endings are there or how many pathways or like it's we're focused on like a number or like a tangible ending but they're more focused on like the it's like the details like if you do it this way or if you do it this way like if you if you say this 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 she stands up to this person in spite of you but then if you say it this way, it's like you're encouraging her to get the courage to like do this or or like, you know, and it like builds it. And so not not only is it just about results, but it's about it. You know, what I'm saying it's like th things that we're like, oh, well, that didn't matter. Like I could have just pressed this, this, this like, oh, like in Cyberpunk, there's like the Nomad Corpo um, uh, street kid and they all give me the same result. But it's almost kind of like if you're totally plugged in the story you saying that and adding that flavor changes it for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your yeah. story is different. Correct. Your story is different. Yes. And it, it's all about how it happens. But a lot of people kind of like skip through and like, oh, well, I got the same ending. But I don't think that's how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to be role playing in yeah. a sense. Like you're supposed to be like, oh, I am a nomad. So yeah. I would do this, you know, and that's I thought that was really cool. I've never thought about 
It, it made me think of those like those blue text options where they you know it's not gonna affect anything, but it like it adds flavor mm -hmm. and lore and you learn more info yeah. and sometimes it does give you a secret, like actual like change thing. So my favorite uh, example when people, you know, uh, it, it, kind of on that same vein is, you know, when you buy a book from the store, you can grab it. You can read the first chapter, get to know the people, flip to the last chapter and finish the book and know how it ends. But like nobody does that, you know, like nobody <laughs> reads a book and then checks out the ending. And if you do, you're crazy and at me in Discord and we'll have a discussion. Psychopath. Uh, but uh, that that same idea, you know, like how, how do we get there? You know, like books yeah. and in movies too, it's either gonna end, when you watch a movie, it's either gonna end good or it's gonna end bad. We've all seen billions of movies, you know? We all know that the, either the hero's gonna win or he's gonna lose, or she's gonna win or she's gonna lose. It's very rare that we have like some funky twist. And when we do, obviously we eat that up too, but it's always the story that keeps you like paying attention you know yeah that's awesome that's cool it's always been about the story <laughs> it's always been about the story always has mm -hmm. been always will be <laughs> <laughs> that's where the humanity is baby that's where we I are mean, that's why i think like books are like the most like addictive medium like available to man right like i love a good video game don't get me wrong zach and i are in a rust and silas too we're in a rust right now and rust is, is eating me alive <laughs> zach has sunk 22 <laughs> hours into the wilderness and i've sunk the last yeah. three days, days. The last I'm, days. I'm, about a wee, I'm about a wee rust babe i think i have like three <laughs> but like man. yeah like games are great and like you can tell incredible stories through both text and and through um, through visual medium like games and movies, but like a good book, like a good 400 page novel, like I will literally like spend like 24 hours in two days mm -hmm. reading a good book. And like, it's it's all theater of the mind, right? Like we do on this yeah. podcast, right? It's like you make the characters, you make the setting with a little help, but it's all colored by your experience, what you've seen, other things yeah. that you've digested. And it just becomes this world in your mind that is tailored exactly to what you want it to be. And I think that that's just so cool. Something that we'll probably never be able to do in our generation with games and movies. And, but I think that's a really great, go pick up a book, kids. Come on. <laughs> uh, where do I turn it on? <laughs> Jeez. Where's the charger? <laughs> Where's the charger? Uh, yeah, do you have a USB port? <laughs> I, I had a really good conversation with some guys back when we worked at Mo about whether or not we think like video games are ever going to get to the point where like movies and books are. And so like, like for a while it's like, so books are like heralded, like highbrow, like this is literature. This is like <laughs> art, you know? Yeah. And then there's like when movies were coming out, they were like mo moving pictures, whatever. But then there was eventually a point where movies also became, they gained that like hybrid, like this is film, this is mm -hmm. art. Like, you know, yeah. and video games are kind of like, oh, those were for kids. But now we're kind of stretching into that like mode oh, yeah. where there is a lot I of think emotion. 100%. Like when, when do you think we're ever going to hit that point where like video games are like this, this is a Citizen Kane. Like this is yeah. a, you know, like a, don't you, don't, don't you think like, I think like games like, I mean, I would say, uh, like, um, uh, uh, what's the space simulator game that has been around forever that people, oh, not Starcraft. Us? No. Eve, Eve Online? 
No. Well, e- oh, e- <laughs> Among Us, no. Um, uh, uh, it's got a super weird name. Um, it's like a space simulator. So it's like it's like flight simulator, but with like spaceships. Um, so it's, no it's Man's Sky. very, it's like, I mean, No Man's Sky is kind of like a dumbed down version. Elite Space Dangerous. Tycoon. Jeez, Elite Dangerous, sorry. Oh. Elite Dangerous oh, yeah, in my mind, um, games that are, like they're like big brain games. Like when you play Flight Simulator, people get it for the giggles because it's like, ooh, we're going to go fly around in, in this little Cessna plane or this jetliner. But like when you start playing, this is like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like this is like a very like, and like particular game. So I mm-hmm. think I think about those games and people that are like, oh yeah, I've been playing a lot of like, I kind of do put Rust in that category because there's parts of Rust where I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to touch that because it's so like the electronics and the way like certain parts of the game work. I'm like, that's just too, I'm not smart enough to learn that. You know, I don't have the, the bandwidth in my head to learn how to build all that crap. Uh, I think um, like, for me, Chance, I think there's two ways that it could go, or maybe two ways it will go. Like, I think there's like this huge part that Zach's talking about. Like, there are games out there yeah. that are so simple yet technical that, like, we'll never fully understand them. Like, I think about, like, Minecraft is such a simple game, but the things that you can do in Minecraft is incredible. Yeah, but, like, I think on the other end of the spectrum, there's also games like The Last of Us and The God Last War, of Us, yeah. You know, where, yeah, like, for sure. you are almost getting to film level and the kind yeah. of, Last of us two feels told. like a film like it, it feel like i get i already have gotten the like emotional aspect of like watching a cutscene, and 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 like playing it on 4k on, on the ps pro like damn dude it's it, it gets me there I, i'm not i'm not like i'm not to the point though where i would say that it like rivals like a amazing film but I definitely think one day we're gonna hit that point. I think so. I think we're getting really close too, which is actually kind of frightening to me because what games yeah. can do, like, so a good movie and a good book, like this is my perception, obviously this isn't fact or law, but like it's trying to to grab you, pull you into the world that's being creative, make you witness something, something that you can either take away with you or to have an experience. Games inherently have an ability to do that that no right. other medium can. And I think especially as we get closer to having like readily available and affordable electronics that can support like virtual reality, it's going to get even crazier. And like what Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. What excites me and scares me is what's exciting about it is like people are going to be able to weave these stories that they've never been able to tell and these immersive experiences that we've never been able to have. Like even with super like this the, the simplest horror game in vr is the scariest shit <laughs> dude it, like yeah. go play yeah. slenderman in vr dude like slenderman vr phasmo vr <laughs> not, not yeah. even like good horror games i mean there are there are games that 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 uh i don't know this but like there there's like a there was this shitty game that came on on one of those first phones that came with a little cardboard box that you put like the vr yeah. thing in and pt and i played that the game was 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 shitty. Like it was a shitty horror game, but it terrified yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like it was like I I feel like such a chump for being so scared by this because I know that this is that this sucks, but it's yeah. just like it's the the intensity <laughs> of of that like Jump setting scares. and the immersion. And like we're yeah. going to get lost yeah. in these worlds and people are going to have all these mental health issues. It's, these games no, come out. yeah. We need to have like counselors on standby next and, week like, VR discussion prepod. Like Zach, if you could, if you could VR go into Rust 
and, and not, not like VR currently, but like think about like 20 years from now, VR technology and Rust, like how long would you live? I'd in? never come out. I'd never come out. That's so, it's so scary, dude. It's so scary. So I, I will, I will just say, okay. So VR games that are like that, games like Minecraft and Rust, like crafting games suck to play in VR. You know why? Really? Because you are physically moving. <laughs> if you have to like, if you have to do things with your hands to get resources, it is a job. It is like working out. And you can only do that so much. The <laughs> fact that people can play Minecraft and just mine for hours is because they're pressing one key. But if you're actually having to move your arms and stuff, like, oh, kill me. Or stand up, <laughs> kill me. Too hard. No, dude, um, just point and so click funny. and you can just swivel in your chair. Come on. I'm gonna need okay, a document we... on my desk after you guys right. get 30 well, minutes. We're not too far we're, 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 I have one thing to say with the art thing. We, um, yeah, it's important. I've, I've been listening to a podcast, it's called The Besties Podcast. It's a really good video game podcast. I would highly encourage you to listen to it. Uh, they didn't, I, I was listening to their episode about Kentucky Route Zero, and uh, which I've played some, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played the whole game. Uh, but they were talking about and about how, how this this game is like a, like a story experience and about why it's so cool. It's also been in development for like 10 years. It just finished. Um, but uh, the, there's a moment where one of the people who's, he's, he's, he starts to, to like talk about it. He says, I can't, I'm having a hard time even describing this scene because it doesn't make sense in any, like in anything but a video game. Like it's it, like, and I think that's huh. the moment where like video games start becoming their own like art form is when they don't make sense wow. in any other medium. You can't yeah. just make a movie and tell the same story. You can't just write a book and tell the same story. It only makes sense in a video game. Damn. That's really cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's all I had to say about that. That was my point. Well, there's no game like D&D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> so for real. But, but, but really, there, you know, the, all this morale, like morality stuff and like immersion and escapism, like all of that is captured in D&D. &D. And oh, it's yeah. just... Uh, Paper, pencils, and math rocks. You know, That's it, dude. So. And at the same time, That's you can I mean. play the same game, and it doesn't have to have any of it. That's what's sick about D and D. So true. That is kind of cool. Let's freaking right, play. And with that, let's move on. See you guys <laughs> next minute when you click on the episode. Uh, uh, <laughs>